0: It is with some trembling I stand before you today because I know I represent a large number of people whom we might call the fourth sons of Calvin and Dorothy. Whether you are a man or woman, for many of us, Calvin was a father figure. For some, he held our hands when we prayed to receive the Lord. For others of us, he saw something in us that few others saw. Maybe we didn't even see ourselves. Calvin saw it. And he nurtured it, encouraged it. Sometimes drove us crazy, (laughs) trying to draw it out that we might excel still more with our gifts on behalf of the Lord. Many of you could stand here and tell how Calvin was there at a pivotal point in your life with a loving hug, wise counsel, a passionate prayer. And so on behalf of the hundreds of fourth sons, I speak today. Calvin often said, as it is written in the excerpt, in the bulletin, that a tree is best measured when it is laid down. Well, as we measure this man, we find that there are few trees in the forest like Calvin Thielman. I would like to read from 2 Timothy chapter 4, a passage which I think best measures Calvin, who he was and what he was about. Please hear the word of the Lord from 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 5. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved His appearing. Calvin had that passage marked in his Bible with the following outline, faithful to the faith, faithful to the fight, faithful to the finish. And it's with that that outline that I frame my remarks here. Calvin was a man faithful to the faith. What do we mean by that, though? What is this faith? Well, it was simply this. Jesus Christ is Lord. That is the substance of faith. Jesus is Lord. I am not. Jesus is Lord. Man is not. Jesus is Lord, this world is not. And I am to serve Jesus, therefore, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. But I do not. Because I am a sinner in rebellion against God. And so I need my Lord to be my Savior. Calvin often describes 2 Corinthians 5.21 as the gospel in a nutshell. Paul says there, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For God made Him, that is Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf. So that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. In Romans 5.8, God shows His love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. All his life, Calvin never deviated, never compromised the truth of our faith that we need Jesus to save us from our sins. And that truth framed how he saw and approached life. Calvin was in the time I knew him, was never jealous of others. It was most amazing. I think he had this widescreen view of of the opportunities for the kingdom. And he encouraged others to give their all for Jesus. And if he ran across somebody with greater intellect or skill than himself, he would just pull them in and give them opportunity to use their gifts to advance the name of the gospel, the name of Jesus Christ. When I came on staff here in 1989, fresh out of seminary, <laughs> Calvin pulled me into his office, and you know how Calvin loved football. He said, "Now Richard, you're like a young, inexperienced quarterback when it comes to preaching and ministry." And I'm an old, busted-up quarterback. I can still run in a broken field, but not very well. He said, now sometimes we're going to put you in, and other times I'll go in. But we are going to work together to get this ball down the field so that we can score points for Jesus. And he looked at me and he said, Richard, Keep your eye on the scoreboard at all times. Because all that matters here is that Jesus wins. Faithful to the faith. Jesus Christ was Lord of Calvin's life. But you know, when you're faithful to the faith, when you take your stand for the truth of the gospel, you're going to take some hits because there are enemies of the gospel. And so you have to also be faithful to the fight. And Calvin sure was, I have never met a more valiant soldier of the faith than Calvin Thielman. Brave, courageous, a fighter to the end. Whether on assignment in Vietnam or Africa, whether counseling a student or the President of the United States, Whether teaching or preaching, he spoke the truth boldly, even when you didn't like it. And it wasn't out of meanness that he did that, because he was fighting to win people to Jesus. He understood the battle. You see, that's what got him up at 2 a.m. in the morning when he had the flu to drive down to the hospital to pray for the boy of a maintenance man at Montreat College because the boy needed Jesus. In 1995, after one of his, his heart episodes, I remember praying with Calvin in his office there behind Gaither. In his, in his prayer, he, he broke down weeping or one of the doctors in Asheville, one of his heart surgeons, who did not know Jesus Christ. And I don't know if that man is here today. I hope you are. Because this is what Calvin prayed on his knees. On his knees with tears. He prayed, Lord, if my having another heart surgery is what it will take to bring this man to You, then Lord, I am willing. But Please bring him to Yourself. That was the cry of one valiant for truth who was willing to suffer in battle to win souls for Jesus Christ. But I must say here to you, do not leave this place thinking, wow, What a great man. For that would be to miss the point completely. Calvin was such a great man because he has such a great Savior. Calvin was willing to suffer, but Jesus did suffer. Jesus is the one who took your sin and mine on Himself. He died the death you should have died, and He gave to you the life that you could not obtain on your own. Some of you here today have come out of respect for the Theoman family, and we thank you for that. But I stand here to tell you that Jesus Christ is here today with a whole other agenda. And that is to call you home to himself. You know, we, we plan our lives. We're always planning. We plan to go to college, we get into college and we plan for a career, we get into a career, we plan for uh, all the vacations and wonderful things we want to do. Then we begin to plan for retirement, and in retirement, we plan for, what? What are you planning to do after retirement? The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. Someday every one of us will stand before the judgment seat of our God. What then? In Calvin's own words, oh, let me commend my Savior to you. Calvin's death affords us the opportunity today to think of our lives and the end of them here on this earth. What are you holding on to for hope beyond the grave? If you say there is nothing beyond the grave, I pity you and I defy you to listen to your own heart because your heart screams to live Your heart knows that you were meant to live, not die. God has put eternity in our hearts. And we were created to live with Him forever. But our sins have separated us from our God. You think that the hurt... That your heart experiences now with the loss of a loved one if you think that hurt is great can you even begin to imagine the searing pain of eternal loss when your soul bears the weight of eternal separation from god who made you and made you for himself do not think that good works can balance things out for god is holy and you must love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I tell you, we fall short of that. Every one of us. We cannot come into God's presence as we are. We need a Savior. We need Jesus. And so I invite you today, as Calvin often did from the Montreat pulpit, to give as much of yourself as you know how to give to as much of Jesus. As you understand, and He will take you from there. Let Him take your sins, let Him take your failures and your sorrows, and let Him take you into a future that will last forever in great joy and glory. Faithful to the faith, faithful to the fight, faithful to the finish. Paul said to Timothy, I am being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. In Scripture, sadly, there is a trail of people who did not finish well. Who turned away from the Lord as they grew older. Some left the faith for the pleasures of the world. Others, because the way the battle became too intense. Others just drifted. Not Calvin Thielman. All his life, Calvin was one who had to battle with suffering and pain, and I think that's why he was such a great pastor to so many of us. He knew what it was to hurt In the last two years of his life, his pains were especially intense. And he was not able to get out as much to preach and to counsel, and in a way, I think he had to finish his sprint. And it was lonely and grueling for him. Visiting with him a while back, he was laid out in his familiar place in his bed. And he said to me, I really want to go home. I'm in such pain." And no sooner had he said that than he folded his prayer, his hands, and and he prayed, but Lord, if a bed of pain is what will give you honor, then help me to receive that. Give me grace. See, Calvin ended well. He never complained that God had given him a bum deal. He never complained that God had not been good to him. His mind and heart were fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of his faith. Calvin showed us how to die believing in Jesus, though his body was scarred and racked with pain. John Bunyan, in his book, Pilgrim's Progress, at the end of that book, tells of the pilgrimage. Of Christian's wife, Christiana. Christiana, along her journey, meets with many people, some who join her. And eventually they come to the land of Beulah, where the sun shines night and day. And in that land, they are waiting to be summoned to cross the river into the celestial city. And one of her companions there in Beulah land is Mr. Valiant for truth. And there is no better description of Calvin Thielman and his passing than that of Mr. Valiant for Truth. Bunyan writes After this, it was noised abroad that Mr. Valiant for Truth was summoned, and he had this for the token that the summons was true. His pitcher was broken at the fountain. When he understood it, he called for his friends and told them of it. Then he said, I am going to my father's, and though with great difficulty I am got hither, yet now I do not repent me of all the trouble I have been at to arrive where I am. My sword I give to him that shall succeed me in my pilgrimage and my courage and skill to him that can get it. My marks and scars I carry with me to be a witness for me that I have fought his battles, who now will be my rewarder. When the day that he must go hence was come, many accompanied him to the riverside, into which as he went he said, Death where is thy sting and as he went down deeper he said grave where is thy victory so he passed over and all the trumpets sounded for him on the other side the trumpets have sounded for this son of the kingdom Calvin Thielman he has passed over And he is home. And I know that is a great comfort to Dorothy and the family. But to those of us who remain, especially to the company of fourth sons, I say to you, Calvin Thielman, our Mr. Valiant for Truth, has been called from the field of battle. The sword has fallen from his hand. Pick it up. Pick it up. The sword of the Gospel. And with courage and skill, be faithful to the faith, faithful to the fight, faithful to the finish. For henceforth there is laid up a crown of righteousness for you, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to all who have loved his appearing. Even so, hallelujah, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let us pray.